Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bad Storytellers podcast, where we turn bad writers into good ones, starting with our own local writing circle. I'm Josh LaForge, your host, and with me is Douglas Banks. Hello. Liam Malone. Waka Waka. And Max Wessel. Hello. (laughs) Before we turn on the mics, uh, we read each other's writings, and then once the mics are on, we kind of talk it out, Um, as well as uh, everything we talk about today will be posted on the website, badstorytellers.com, along with the links to... Uh, every book we talk about, every film we talk about, and uh, our own writing that we've turned in for discussion. Now, we're going to go over retractions that are actually from last week because we lost an entire episode. I'm going to go into that a bit more in a minute here. We're retracting an entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so the first retraction is our last episode. Our second retraction is in the <clears throat> book Neverwhere. The character's name was the Marquis de Carabas. Ah, Carabas, yes. Yeah, he got yes, his name... Yes. From the character who owned the cat in Puss in Boots. Ooh. Because Neil Gaiman was like, what kind of person would own this cat? <laughs> and that's the that's the character he came up with. And also, we fucked up the final line of 1984. It's not, I love Big Brother. It's, he loved Big Brother. Because it's not first person. And uh, the guy who looked like Moby in High Fidelity <laughs> <laughs> was Todd Luizzo playing the character Dick. So we, we Every bald white guy looks like Moby. We recorded an entire episode last week. And... Uh, the program we used to record it, which was Audacity, uh, we I guess I had to change some settings or something that I hadn't changed. But the, the initial settings that it came with made it so that all the audio was skipping every 10 or so seconds, and it was completely unlistenable. However, we recorded in three separate instances. So the only instance that wasn't screwed up was the trailer <laughs> that we recorded. So as a, as a little bit of a preamble, the trailer that we came up with, we rolled the dice and we got romance as a, as a genre, Romantic comedy as a genre and hard sci-fi as a genre. So we came up with a romantic comedy uh, that's kind of a play on Cyrano de Bergerac, where a guy is trying to woo a female, a male mechanic. human, a I, male I, human. I, I, it's me. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to woo <clears throat> a male a human. Is, is trying to woo a female human who is really, is really into, into machines yeah. and and, uh, and technology. Possibly Dildonics. We didn't go into that. I was not there, but I listened to it, and I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> and 
he gets his robot friend Killmaster six hundred to help him. So it's so cool. Killmaster Cyrano for him. Yeah, Cyrano de Bergerac. Um, so you guys are gonna hear the trailer that we recorded because it's the only thing that survived that recording. Uh, here it is: the trailer for Better Than the Real Thing. Paul was a handsome, hardworking stiff from the lower levels. Quitting time and the protein bar. Gonna get some tail. But there was one woman he just couldn't land. It's Rachel. I just can't talk to her. You gotta help me, Killmaster 600. What are her interests? Yeah, man. You're asking the right questions. She's into machines. Fixing them, plugging them in. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. I can provide assistance. Together, they're gonna troubleshoot his love life. Hey, Meat Brain, what are you doing in my yard? You noticed that her vehicle's confabulator required equimenical calibration. I, um, I noticed your confabulator. It needs calibrating. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. Y you know about machines and gears and stuff? Your paternal caregiver was mechanically inclined. Uh, yeah, of course. My dad was... A robot? Excuse me? You, you said your dad was a robot? Uh, yeah, my mom, uh, built a robot. He, uh, he raised me. Good recovery. Oh? Oh, that's really interesting. I, I'd love to hear more. But when she finds out Paul was actually running Killmaster's program, things really start to overclog. You prefer the cold touch of rot steel to human skin? Oh, yes. I've always found machines to be very sensual. Elaboration is necessary. Well, well, I, I synced my toaster. You know, other times I feel flushed when I notice my washing machine looking at me. I can't believe I'm telling you this, but other times I even find myself rubbing against my car's steering wheel. I should warn you, I am a single operator machine. Don't worry, they don't mean nothing to me next to you. You're going to need to bring your heat sink this winter to better than the real thing. What about me? That, that was, was lovely. Yeah, I like that. What would you guys think? <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I especially liked, liked Doug's parts. <clears throat> it was better than the yeah, real episode. The robot yeah. voice was great. That was I Tony. Tony yeah. Uh, yeah, Tony's not a member of this podcast, but he did it. He set up our recording uh, stuff today. So, what about you guys? Um, what, have you, what have you guys done in the past two weeks? What have you read, watched, and recorded? Mm. I rewatched Star Wars. And you saw it a second time. Yeah. And this is The Force Awakens. Yes. Uh, Force, -watched, as I'm calling it. And I started uh, reading this book called Spade and Archer. It's a uh, prequel to The Maltese Falcon. It's pretty good. That's the modern one, right? Different yes. writers? Yeah. <clears throat> Different writer. I forget the name of the writer. I started writing my character for this story. Yeah, I, I've already, I already threw that away. Are you talking... Oh. Character for what story? Bowman, Mr. Bowman. Is that a story? Yeah. Goblin, the Goblin P.I. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't know his name. Sorry, two weeks ago you brought in the Goblin mm -hmm. P.I. Yes. story. And that's what we're talking about. Yes. Okay. His name is uh, Mortimer. Mortimer. Mortimer Bowman. Mortimer Bowman. Does he does he use a bow? No. Oh, good. Is he an orc? <laughs> what? He better be an orc. Yeah, all right. He's an orc. But I was trying to figure out how he was magically changed, and I've, I'm doing character profiles. So, Oh, I should bring up because you said Star Wars. Um, we're going to discuss Star Wars, but we don't want to. We don't want to hit people with spoilers. So we're going to do the entire episode, and then along with the trailer, and then after the trailer ends, we're going to let you know 
that Star Wars talk is coming up, and we're going to be spoilerific, but I think we can all say we all enjoyed Star Wars. Yeah, yeah we all saw <laughs> it. Yeah, you should see yeah. it. it. If you liked Star Wars, it's... It's, it's, it's safe to love again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And if you haven't seen it, you don't care by yeah. now, so... Well, but that way, if if you don't want to hear spoilers, you can you can turn off the episode and mm. and still maintain your 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 purity, I guess. What else, Liam? Oh, I reread Slaughterhouse Five. That's pretty much it. It's a good book. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> it's good. I really liked it. I forgot how much I liked it, how, and how much there was in it. Very lighthearted and silly about very serious stuff, <laughs> which is kind of my jam. What about you, Doug? I watched The Long Goodbye. Was it long? No, it's it's actually a very reasonable reasonable length. It's um I, the director is slipping my mind right now. How can I not remember? You also saw Star Wars. Yeah, I also saw Star Wars. Uh, but the long the long goodbye it took me by, completely by surprise because it was a gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I actually um, need I'm recommending it to Liam because of the, the detective novel. This is this this is a film seen based it. on. Oh, you've already seen it. Let's say if, if you it's a noir movie, I probably saw it. Yeah, it's it's based on a Philip Marlowe book. So. You're probably already familiar. <laughs> Everything I recommend that you should look into, you've already done. So I need to just stop at this. No, point. No, no, no. Keep it up because I actually I really enjoy being like, no, Doug, beat you to the punch. Mm-hmm. But it was it was great. Um, made me think about my writing in terms of like, oh, this is a character. It didn't have that much backstory. It just told the story. It didn't you know? It's classic. It, it didn't need detective. to be an origin story about the no, character. No. Yeah. 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 So um, uh, made me think about things that I'm writing. Um, I also started reading uh, Snow Crash. Mm. Uh, and I'm also started <laughs> reading Ready Player One. Oh, I, I want to read Ready Player One. I got yeah. that for Christmas, and everything I've heard about Ready Player One, it made me be like, "Uh, I ain't gonna like that." You know, like it's so nostalgia, yeah, fanboyish, whatever. Which I, I am guilty of good. all of those things. Yeah. But I was, I didn't think it's like the type of book that I would write. So I, who would want to read that? You know what I mean? Right, so, right. I, but I read, I read <clears> the beginning of it, and it's getting interesting. I'm st- so far, Snow Crash really sort of grabs you by the throat and doesn't really let go but uh yeah. uh it's kind of impressive how much it commits to being so silly yeah but but taking it so seriously at the same time yeah so on top of that i saw star wars three times <laughs> um, <laughs> for real three yeah, times yeah, yeah. once for, wow. you know once for uh journalistic purposes once with my mom and then uh once with another friend so every time i go i see it with someone who's, who's watching it for the first time and getting all the feedback and everything else so other than that just trying to finish working on my stuff but that's that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. what about you max well i went to the movies Three times to see Star Wars. Three times as well. <laughs> Three times to see wow, Star I'm, Wars. Wow, I'm, I'm missing out here. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm feeling bad at like at two. I was like, I watch it twice. That's enough. Yeah, three. I I saw it three times and I enjoyed it. I finished Snow Crash. Speaking of which, Sunday matinee next time. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, it's five dollars. All right, done. I heard it's five dollars, but it, I think it's only four dollars more for those seats. You have to go at like eleven a.m. though. Yeah, I'm, which, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna be fine. up. On I'm Sunday. just letting you know. I thought I thought it would be like before five. But nine dollars for those reclining seats? That's not too bad. We got to find out about that. So uh, you finished Snow Crash. I finished Snow Crash, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't even like the stuff about the uh, Nam Shabavanki? That was I. That was cool and everything, but I just, I hated the ending, I'll say. Okay. I hated the middle. <laughs> I liked the beginning of the ending, and then I hated the ending. What about, the, like, be- what uh, about the, the, the beginning I, is what I just read, and so far I'm like, this is kind of fun. Like, no, the beginning is go- great. Yeah. But then, yeah, I really, really hated the, the ending of the book, the, the solid ending. I liked I liked YT. That was terrible. I liked the character of YT. Yeah, no, she was um, cool. And, and how she handled the bad guy. <laughs> but I had the reaction that you guys have to 1984 to it, 
because it's so libertarian wet dream of like this is what's gonna happen this is great i don't think it's a wet dream because everything's awful no because that is it's awful to you but when i know when libertarians read that like yes this is how it should be and i have that visceral how can anyone read that and be like this sounds like a great plan like it's it's a joke how bad it is yeah but (laughs) there are people out there laughing at how bad that's what they want the best hacker in the world the world has to run pizzas for the mafia i don't think that's Anybody's but I had like in a goddamn storage unit, like a ten by ten storage <laughs> unit, and the only good thing about it is that you get to see the planes cut their 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 <laughs> cut in front of the sunset, so yeah. you get like a weird little flicker effect. It's like that's kind of cool sometimes. Other yeah. than that, I'm just veg out. I had like VR. a viscerally bad reaction to where I stopped reading the book for like two weeks. I just uh, that's I on you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think th- no. I think th- I think you're dealing with some very harsh preconceptions about <laughs> about the story because I just enjoyed just, it. Or maybe just the goal of that. It's no, I'm just like reading it. I just felt so w- weird and gross by the world that he was living in. Well, he's supposed to. It's yeah. it's, it's a weird and it's, gross world. It's a dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> you, last week, you guys were two weeks ago. You guys were crying about 1984 and how it hurt you. And yeah, yeah, I'm hurt. We still dyst- loved it. Nobody yeah. reads 1984 other than North Korea and is yeah. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was order. <laughs> Trains ran on time. That's right. You were the only one defending 1984. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's like... No. Um, and then I'm back on reading Turtle Dev again. I'm reading his uh, of course. young adult series, Cross Time. It's Which called The Cross cool. Time? Yeah. It's about a um, an Earth that is running out of resources, and then they figure out alternate time travel. Not time oh, travel, but no. alternate. So they go to other Earths and... Like rob they, them blind? Well, they don't rob them blind. They just trade. And there's so many of them that they fix the Earth's problems by just trading. So it goes through different cultures. Like there's one I'm reading about. It's almost like a Wanted where they yeah. the supervillains <laughs> just go into different... Yeah. Different, uh, but there's one where like Rome survives but doesn't progress very much. There's a bunch of ones where America falls apart and all kinds of... And Europe, everyone, four out of five people die in the Black Plague instead of one in three. Wow. So <laughs> that would be yeah. a way different world. Yeah. So it's just that kind of, and it's it's good. It's young adult, so it's not the best writing, but I enjoy the stories. So reading those again. Cool. And I saw Star Wars three times. Three times. I saw Star Wars one time, and it was You're enjoyable. the odd man out now. Yeah, I saw, I saw it with my mom, actually. My mom wanted to see it. She's like, I hear that Harrison Ford's in this as Han Solo. I want to see it. That was my mom's reaction. She's like, I want to see it. I hear he's in it. I hear he agreed to do it. That's all I came here to see. And, and she got it. She loved it. And she loved Poe Dameron. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> my mom, like, uh, she's sitting next to me in the theater. And, um, you know what? We'll save this for the, uh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she loved Poe Dameron. Also, I read um, John Carter of Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, John Carter of Mars is the movie. Uh, yeah. I read Princess of Mars. With John Carter, the first John Carter book, and it was fucking awesome. It Boom. was so good. It was it was everything that anyone has ever liked about Star Wars, Flash Gordon, Avatar. Buck Rogers, no, Avatar. It is, and it is amazing. It is so good. Yeah. It was it was it was really enjoyable. And I think the thing that makes it a little more unique than those is is that the perspective perspective of somebody from Virginia who has no idea what's going on is like, well, you know, I tried and then mm-hmm. this was really difficult and I didn't know what was going on, but my nature demanded that I act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. very, very enjoyable and relatable and the characters are great. There's you really start to feel for the characters that are not human even, because uh there's a moment where there's a big reveal and it's like, and that person that was wronged this way that you wouldn't know wants revenge 
is the person that is is the alien that you like a lot and it's like oh no mm-hmm. all right so let's talk about our own work um the stuff that we brought in liam why don't you go first yeah <laughs> why don't i go first what'd you bring for us today uh, i brought a like a, a, a short introduction to a possible story about the nature of time travel in a particular universe. It was more of a, a setting, right? Yeah. Like a setting introduction. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. But I feel... Well, as, Liam, why don't you, why don't you oh. introduce it? Tell us what it is. All right. Uh, it's just... A, it, it's like a, a treatise on the three basic level that levels that paradoxes can be. One at the personal, one at the like civilization changing, and mm-hmm. then one at the universe changing. <laughs> and they're all interconnected, and that's kind of the big joke. And all of them were kind of unavoidable, self-fulfilling yes. paradoxes. I liked it very much. But the trap of trying to write humorous time travel, and you just fall into the Douglas Adams hole. I think that's. I don't think that's a bad thing. I, th- I think. I think. I think it's Douglas a bad thing Adams when you're trying to right write, to... and then you just look at it and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah, I too felt it was like Douglas Adams, but in a good way. But it was. It, it was. Douglas Adams like except you had your own voice. Yeah. So, no, definitely it's your um, own thing. But uh but yeah. my my thing is, is like like I said before, I feel like it's the greatest no, intro. No you didn't. You never said it before. Yes I yes, yes I did. In the, we in the episode you, that we you lost. never said it before. This is, I never heard it. It's uh it's like the greatest intro to the funniest time travel story. Like this is you've set up the rules. This is the world it's going into. Now who mm-hmm. are we about to follow? Like mm-hmm. like who's who's going to break these rules? Like, I love that's it. That's I love Jamie Pentergast. Ooh, good name. I love the tone. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Pendergast, isn't that the name of the kid from uh, Paranorman? No. Nor- Norman Pendergast? Isn't it something like that? I don't know. I have no is. idea. Retraction. retraction. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Preemptive retraction. Yeah. Racking it up. I enjoyed it. I would like a story based on it. I really like the first paradox. Yeah. Pulling, yeah. A, pulling a Conway? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. pulling a Conway. <laughs> when the dude went back in time. The, and the whole thing is, if you bring that up, Someone has to pull a Conway later, and they'd be like, "Oh, bro, you pulled Conway, all right." Or rather, like somebody's having a really hard time with something, you don't know why it's so weird, and then you're like, "Oh, he's pulling a Conway. He's doing it right now. He just doesn't know it, and I can't tell him, or else he won't have pulled the Conway, and then it'll be a paradox. He will, he will that cease will... to exist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, 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 did you have any idea where you were? That's my story. Yeah. No, no, none at all. I just even if you're going to continue, the, even the yeah, I I might the whole idea. That came up is I, w- I always wanted to write a story that just follows people who wanted to end all of existence and not for any like super malicious reasons. They're like, oh, we're going to like rule the universe. They just they want to stop existing so bad. They have to wipe everything out. They, they want to have never existed. Yeah. I like your theme of, oh, yeah, but you're still going to have existed. Yeah. So you're still existing. Yeah. <laughs> and they just inf- that infuriates yeah. them. I, I liked not. that. That was the the, I, the original <clears throat> idea was that. I would love a Hitchhiker's Guide to Time Travel. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what this feels like. I would like a Liam time travel because I like Liam's humor. Right. I don't. I hate my humor. I hate it too. Yeah. Oh. I hate it. I hate I hate when you laugh. So we're just packing I have a in. weird giggle. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a really bad giggle that no, I do not enjoy. No, it's my favorite because it happens every episode. It's true. It does happen every episode. So what about you, Doug? What'd you bring in? Uh, I brought in uh, an extended, well, extended as compared to last time, outline for the screenplay for uh, The Planet Without Christmas, which was inspired by the trailer that we created uh, a, a few beautiful movie ago. concept. Yes, Please yes. Tell gorgeous. us more. Um, well, as you remember, it's a sci fi story about 
in the distant future when mankind has reached the stars and they've colonized all these other planets across the galaxy. Um, our hero is a delivery man who makes a delivery uh, on this on this planet and uh, he's on his way back home, you know, trying to get home in time for the holidays. He has engine trouble and he makes an emergency landing on this planet that has a small colony and they've never celebrated Christmas. And uh, ever, ever. And he just decides to bring it to them. I worked. I did a little bit more world building on like mm -hmm. uh, on this little colony and uh, like what what they're doing there, what kind of problems they have. What's their industry? Uh, I Right now, I've because um, originally we talked about them being farmers, but I'm like, well, mm -hmm. farming, why would you go to a distant planet just to farm? But then I uh, then we talked about um, like if they're miners, if they're like mining some material and maybe and I, what I end up coming up with is they're mining a, a, a fictional material called um, uh, uranium. Um, and is that is that it's like one uh, element higher than unobtainium? We could say, we'll just say yes. Uranium, um, yeah, uranium, uranium, uh, yeah, because it's like an yeah. ore. Or yeah, because uh, I didn't know if it was an ore, like it, like it's a metal ore, or but I'm like, oh, it needs like an anium, like corbamite, or you know, unobtainium mm -hmm. sound. Uranium. So it's uranium. I and like um, uh, the the explanation is that uranium is a very rare metal that's naturally occurring on other planets, and uh, by itself it doesn't really do much, but when you mix it. Uh, with uh, is a chromium and iron, you can make like a new alloy that's like so like a new stainless steel, like a new stainless steel, like a super stainless steel that could use to create warp drive engines. So it's Ooh. so it's really valuable is the point, valuable and rare. But um, the story goes as backstory for why the colony's there and why they haven't celebrated Christmas is that the colony was founded fifty years ago um, by people who wanted to. to you know, get on this planet and start getting uranium. And at first it was just on the surface. You could just like walk and find it. Um, their little colony grew and people were doing pretty well. But after a while... But still no Christmas. Yeah. The children have picked it all up by hand. Well, it, it, you know, they, they, they didn't know how long they're going to be there. They're just going to be there for as long as they could yeah. find uranium. And everything was working great at first. But the problem is that this planet, the orbit is so huge. It's like 10 years for one solar like rotation. So they have a different time schedule than we do, and you kind of fall out of sync with the rest of society. And pretty soon, all that topsoil uranium was gone, and they have to start digging, and they have to bring in machines. And you, before you know it, they're working so hard and just trying to make ends <coughs> meet that they don't really have time for celebrations and stuff. Sounds like they need a union because they have the most valuable substance in well, the universe. They're the only of, people on the planet. It's kind of prospectors. Like there's yeah, the <laughs> only, basically it's a planet full of prospectors. Um, and this is the future, so they're not out there with a the pickaxe. Like they're out there, with, like they have uh, survey drones that just go around looking for mm -hmm. stuff. Like, you have to have eyes on it. You can't like. Detect but they need it. a better deal overall. What do you mean better deal? They should just sell this for more money and work less. Well, well, I think, you, I think you, the you idea can't. is that they're probably going to do fine, but they have to stay there. Yeah. Like, you, know, like, you can't sell yeah. the planet. No one owns the planet. Well, imagine if you were like a prospector and uh, you found like... Done. A, Let me imagine. <laughs> okay. You, and you find a giant gold vein, like you're going to have a hard time digging out all that gold, but you're not, you don't have a raw deal. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just hard. Sure mm -hmm. tootin'. I would enjoy myself more with a gold vein now. Yeah, you just you'd knock out a few teeth and go. <laughs> yeah. But now imagine you mine that vein and you did make some money, but now you know there's more gold around, but you can't find it. So more people, you start working together. The idea is that this community at first it was kind of like all individual, like they were all like prospectors. Just everybody was winning, but then suddenly they realize, oh man, maybe there's not that much left deep in the ground. Maybe it was just sort of like a meteorite maybe hit or something, and maybe we're, we're getting we're, we've gone through all of it. So the focus has shifted on this colony from 
the humans working hard to just mining it to now the humans are just working hard just to survive, like just with planting crops, like most of them huh. are farmers now. So the robots are doing like the drones and these automated mining machines are just going out there digging, digging, digging all day. And they're not really finding anything. Uh, but the humans are the humans are living. I mean, low class, comfortable, I suppose, where it's like, uh, you know, the, the, like I said, they're mostly turned into farmers now and they're just like school, like they're running schools for kids and everything. Mm. Um, but they're just hoping that one of the survey drones is going to find a new deposit and they're going to strike it rich, but it just hasn't happened. And they haven't found, a, like they'll find little bits here and there to keep the colony going, but nothing substantial. So like they're, they're, they're really running out of uh, uh, spirit to keep going. Like it's it's getting to a point where it's like it's been maybe like twelve years <clears> since <throat> they've really found something good. It sounds and, like they need Christmas. Well, they, yeah, they need something to raise Christmas their spirits. Will, will fix all their problems. And um, the this, the the <clears throat> world building that I did was also that if each household has like they bring a drone with them and they're like, okay, well, normally this is for you're the prospector. That's you're a drone. Whatever you find, you keep. But now times are so desperate everyone just agrees hey let's all send out our drones together and just blanket like you know like have a line formation and just go out and search further than we did yesterday um and each house has like a drone shoot <coughs> like the drone to come back return and see if it found, finds anything this little drone shoot will be like the fireplace if you will of uh of, of what if our chimney our yes. hero helps them is a drone find that's the thing. That's the one thing of one uranium. Things, right. And that's, uh, the, um, that's the third act, right? When they're the, delivering uh, presents. Because the third act was like, okay, they deliver presents, but what, you know, what's the problem? Like, you know, the, the time yeah. problem is obviously a thing, but like, what's the worst that could happen if he doesn't reach every house? Um, he just doesn't reach every house. That's not so bad. So the third act now is he's rushing around and he's trying to deliver the presents. And um, uh, they, there's a miscalculation uh, with the amount of energy that he had stored up in the shuttlecraft. And they have to make an emergency landing, and the emergency landing crashes. He crashes the shuttlecraft into like a mountainside, and it's like, well, shit. Looks like you know the adventure's over because how do you come back from this? And um, but when they're on the mountainside, uh, I, the, the end is now. I've mixed it to where it's the mechanic who helps him the entire time. He gets his help to deliver the present. So it's like the two of them. It's like a twofer, like two handed. But then they but, find uranium. Yeah, when they crash on this mountainside, uh, they find like the, basically like half the mountain is uranium. Spoiler. And, and the reason why you couldn't have detected it before is because it's like a snow key snow-capped mountain that's like you're round covered or whatever oh. and the drones can only let go by sight so they can't unless unless you want to have a drone land and take a sample but then you'll never get surveys done you know mm -hmm. so it's like a realistic reason why they may have missed something this big and and so it's like the christmas miracles that okay they crashed we're gonna have to make these last delivery on foot but we can save the town we can still save the colony and and it's gonna mm, be the best i like christmas it ever I can't yeah i think that, i think it's a great ending can't wait to see it um, yeah. But yeah, I'm um, looking forward to an even more detailed outline. But yeah, um, like the the actual details of scene by scenes are only about halfway through the film. Um, I'm running into creative difficulties with what the protagonist. The, I want the protagonist. I'm sorry, the antagonist. The antagonist is a good person, but he wants him to leave. I can't really think of a really great reason why they would want him to leave or not bring Christmas. Space jingoism. <laughs> I think for a Christmas. Have you ever movie, seen the movie The Postman? <laughs> years ago, the sheriff of the town wants the postman to leave because he's bringing hope to people who do not need hope because nothing is going to get better. Right. And it sounds like you could use the sheriff from the postman <laughs> in your story. I, I had a similar thought about that, but yeah. it's just like, it well, needs why? To, for a Christmas movie, it needs to be somebody whose mind can be changed by the end of the film. Like He doesn't, right. need, he doesn't need to right. be defeated. Well, in the right. postman, converted. the postman yeah. brings the sheriff a letter from his sister, and that changes his mind about the goodness of the post office. Well, there you go. But that's but it's like so a letter why, why would, from his space would, sister. But why would a colonist who's there to hopefully help 
you know, the, his fellow colonists say, you're giving these people hope. Fuck you. Let them die. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of oh, a Oh, like, false hope. Like, what are you going to do next year? Are you going to be back next year? Well, I think the idea is that they think they ha- they're they going to have to pull up roots and leave. Right. I told right. that idea as well. It's like that maybe maybe the secret is that this is the mayor of the colony, and he was like, listen, man, you're giving these people hope. They're going to want to stick it out. I didn't get a chance to tell them yet because you, you, you arrived very suddenly. We have to pull up roots. That there's, we were kidding ourselves. Like I have yeah. to break the news to them. Yeah, like, I have to break the news to them. And now, happen. and now I can't do it. And now they're celebrating Christmas. We don't have money. We don't have presents. We don't have food. But we barely have enough to take care of ourselves. Now they want to have a Christmas party and a Christmas parade and all this stuff that they remembered when they were kids back on Earth. And we, we, you know, you're killing us. You don't know it, but you're, you're really. You're re- it's already a hard winter. You're making it that much more difficult for us. You need to just leave. And that's the other thing, too, is that he's like, he should just say, okay, I, I, you know, I plan to leave to go home to my family anyway. So what's, why would he want to stick around too long to bug them? But yeah. Spirit of Christmas? Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw, because uh, because kids, right? So like, there's got to be a kid that's like. Yeah, like the, the kid. A plucky kid. Yeah. You're just, you're just going to leave, mister? Right. But, 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 but he, he has two kids of his own, you know? So like. Yeah, but he hates them. <laughs> like no, all no, fathers. No, I would say I would say yeah, but they're well off. They're better off than these kids. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm still. I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm you know, close to figuring out like that. That last. Sure. You know that last middle second act uh, bit of it before we get to the fun stuff of the. Of the I third have act, faith in you, Doug. So. I do as well. Thank you. Believe in me. Who believes in you? What about you, Max? I brought in a poem. Yes, a long poem. Well, he has way long longer. <laughs> it's eight pages. <laughs> It's about. He said a man. it was a short poem, and compared to the Iliad, yes, it is a short poem. <laughs> I felt like writing a long poem one day at work when I was working at a grocery store, getting carts. So I started writing a poem while I was getting carts. It's about a man named Supersonic. It's a good name. And he grows. It was the second <coughs> choice for my own child. Hydroponic <laughs> crops in space, which are highly sought after by other people in space. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and the crops are are marijuana. Well, yes. Yeah, well, actually, no. cannabis. Now, did yes. you mean for that to be like a twist at the end? No. Because as soon as you said the king packed his bowl, I'm like, all right, I see what <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, totally. No, totally, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking it's just regular farmland. Like, he has the only satellite full of, like, arable farmland. No, because then everyone would be dead, and there wouldn't be a trillion people in the Yeah, galaxy, no, true. You know? True. No, he just makes... Really good weed and makes the dankest weed. People want it, and the so king. You, it's like you made a poem about space breaking bad with marijuana. He's like a yes. space. <laughs> I wanted to write about a space wizard who grows space weed, <laughs> so I did. And the king of Earth really, really wants it, and he starts killing anyone who he thinks has it to get it. And you know the guy doesn't like that. Supersonic's like, nope, I don't like that. So he gives in to the king and gives him everything he wants. Except for he doesn't. Except for he yeah. doesn't. Except yeah. for it's explosives. It's explosives. It was bombs the from whole Neptune, time. and he blows them up, and then everyone's happy, and he goes back to growing space weed. But he doesn't grow enough for everyone. It just gets to you when it gets to you. Right. You got to you got to wait for that good space weed. Yeah. You think the good good? If he actually gave the space weed to the king, he would have chilled out. No, because he would have just wanted more and more and more. Mm. Weed is weed is highly addictive, and he kills habit forming. <laughs> Terrible he killed a withdrawals. billion people. That is true. To he get it. Kill, yeah, yeah. It's for like a pound of it. So yeah. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. I hate it. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I don't, I don't, Surpri- yeah. Surprised the guy who wrote that hated Snow Crasher so much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> sorry, I Liam. I think it just it just glorifies drug culture 
and like you shouldn't do that because it's bad. And weed bring breeds violence. Clearly, oh, definitely. Colorado has proven that. It's true. Very much so. No, I liked it. I think it's good. I think I think you could use a lot of work on the uh, the rhythm mm-hmm. um, for certain lines, like like yeah. some words need to be added or removed to maintain the mm-hmm. pace. Also, you need to start the, using kennings, or, bro. What's the word? The meter. It needs to retain the meter. You need yeah. to use what kennings? Oh, I don't know what that is. Kennings is in Norse poetry. They almost never refer to the same person by the same name. Oh, so okay. you, have mul- you have multiple names, and they're called they're all called kennings. Mm. I get that. Cause so because I'm just saying. You said supersonic in that poem a lot. Although I, when I read it aloud, it was really fun to say supersonic that many times. Despite <laughs> <laughs> the experience, Liam. He needs more names. Space Wizard needs more names. So uh, what I brought in this week was a uh, the second draft of the short film that I'm making uh, for a friend of ours. It's m- mostly similar to the previous week, except for uh, it has a lot more focus on Sadie's perspective once mm-hmm. Sadie becomes uh, uh, Hassan, the stone. And <clears throat> I removed the explanation for things. Also, anyone, uh, Sadie can only not speak in her native language when she tries really hard. And she's the only one who even attempts that. Everybody else is subtitled. What do you guys think? I liked it better than the last one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an improvement. A lot more condensed, I like. Okay. Yeah, it's like two, it's like two pages or like a page and a half shorter. Mm-hmm. Yes. The um the black slit in everyone's face made it easier to keep track of, of like what was going on visually. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I th- similar thing pretty much happened in the in the first draft, but for whatever reason, I felt it was much easier to follow yeah. like who was helping who, who got the soot in their face, who suddenly turned bad, who was possessed. Yeah, who was possessed. Um, and I think we talked before about the um like the cutting of the face. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the original thing I, I was using yeah, for yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. in this one, it's like the. Creepy cut patterns being like that's like the leader, and everyone else has got like the black soot face. Um, right, it's it creepy. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was effective. Okay, my 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 goal for um the leader, which I which I didn't really get into, was that I want her to feel a little bit more like Pinhead from Hellraiser, because there's so many good moments. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hellraiser, but um when Pinhead is first introduced, the main character, the girl Christy, I think her name is, is pulled back and 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 like the, one of the Cenobites, uh, Chatterer, puts his fingers in her mouth so she can't talk. Uh, Pinhead walks up to her and wipes a tear from her cheek and he goes, no tears, please. Such a waste of good suffering. But it's so emotionless and ominous. Like that that's kind of mm-hmm. what I want for Brinley at the end when she becomes... My thing is um, the satisfaction of Pat dying wasn't there as much. Right, right. You don't first... hate her as much. Yeah. I really hated her in the first one, <laughs> and seeing her dead was great. So maybe bring that back a little bit. Now uh, I talked to Malachi, the guy who who I'm working with on this one, and mm-hmm. um, he uh, and and Malachi didn't realize that the characters were speaking in subtitles the whole time. He, he had a hard time tracking that because I used a kind of um, a little less obvious way of of. of managing the subtitles where the characters would speak in subtitles and they were italicized but it was it said they were in subtitles and from then on whenever they were speaking not in english it was just italicized it, it was yeah, italicized no, i picked that up okay one of the problems that uh that i faced is that the character pat um when she, when she's supposed to take mike's hand after sadie tells her it's okay um malika didn't believe that that would happen that 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 pat would actually do that, you know. She'd be like, "Screw you! I'm not doing this." Um, what do you guys think? I, 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 I can, I can totally see where he's coming from. Well, 
I can see I can see that based on like the previous draft, especially where she was just like, fuck this, you know, like fuck the fucking woods, you know, like someone mm-hmm. who's already yeah. so unhappy. Then people start murdering each other. And it's just like, I want to get out of here, you know? <laughs> well, I think the human brain is just like she would be so terrified that she would want her brain would make her believe that it was going to be okay. Like you rationalize so much in that kind of situation where you're like, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Cause that's the only thing you can yeah. think about. So if someone was like, no, it's going to be okay. I think she would be like, her brain would make her believe that it was going to be okay. Do you think if I put her, if, if I, if I kind of illustrated her inner conflict about yeah. taking Mike's hand, that would be a little, a little easier to swallow. Yes. Or even if the whole thing, she's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Right. Right. And then so Mike the, stabs her. Yeah. So then maybe, maybe she just doesn't have to take Mike's hand. Like maybe Mike just sort of just like steps aside and she just walks that way. It doesn't have to like be like you know what I'm saying. Like it doesn't like that. That I was thinking about that know. too. I think I think the problem the, the problem that I'm facing because I I tried to draft what was like that. The problem that I'm facing is that the act of taking somebody's hand is so symbolic of trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that there's no real equivalent. You know what I mean for for that kind of betrayal. Once what about a trust fall? A tr- yeah, like he's gonna give you a trust fall. Yeah, this is an ancient alien Native American yeah. that understands the concept of trust fall. No, because trust falls are universal. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, they do. They, they do that in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point of pyramids, actually. Elaborate, just, please. <laughs> well, they had so many steps. They would just line up people, and then they would do trust fall domino. And the person at the end would catch the whole. The person at the end would be shot into the Nile River, <laughs> <laughs> like like Hiddleywinks. Like <laughs> yeah. The person at the end would catch the whole village, and then they would come together as a people. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that. I mean, that's that that matches the archaeological record. Well, come on, but yeah, I, I didn't. I it do didn't... have a bachelor's degree in history. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wow, uh... a whole bachelor's. <laughs> it didn't bug me. Um, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't even notice it, it no, I, I, until I you mentioned it. it. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe you could you could sand that down. That, that could also be an not. actor decision, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing. It's a lot of notes I got were, were were very much about dialogue and the order of which mm-hmm. somebody spoke and how it could be better if it was a different order. And I agreed with yeah. a lot of my. I just at, at the time I, when I was hearing the feedback, I was yeah. just like, well, you know, a lot of that I think could come out in editing. Like try it six ways. You know, yeah, my like, only thing was like for a local short film, you focus on the effects of the Milky Way a lot. Yeah, but that's not really a writing thing; more of like a movie making thing. Yeah, it'll be um, an After Effects thing. Well, the the, the reason why I did that is because mm. I know Malachi has been experimenting. With oh, he can actually. Oh, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that I mean, he's okay. been uh, primarily experiencing with um, what what is it? The smoke tank where yeah, yeah, the cloud tank, the cloud tank, yeah, the cloud tank and milk and yeah, yeah, oh, and it cool. looks it looks great. He's done a lot of experimentation with that and with creating um, nice. galactic like scenery with with plates and backgrounds and pollen and stuff like that oh cool it, it, it so so that's one of the things i wanted to feature in it just because i i thought about that but do you think it works as a visual to, like a Definitely. visual kit yeah okay cool. um the one thing i think i said before was um uh after like the first scene like around the campfire before brinley starts running back like we like we in this one shot we see her get up and leave and then they say oh yeah, it's a beautiful night. Immediately cut to Brindley running through the forest, like something, some, the shit's already hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suggested uh, another cut, like maybe cut to the sky, just establish what right, the normal right. sky looks like. Because you, you even have the line, Pat says, oh, not everyone looks up. And Pat says, not a cloud. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. In the sky and we don't see it. Malachi gave me a very similar note. <laughs> and so, but that but that's really the only thing that, and that cuz that also bridges a sort of gap where you don't know how much time has passed since mm-hmm. you cut then you cut to Brindley running you're like has it been an hour? Has it been five minutes? And so it's like I'm reinterested again, and then it's whatever. Whereas when it cut before before that without any of the wherever, literally in the same shot, we see her walk away, then just cut to she's running. It's like it was just a little jarring the first time I read it. Okay. But I, since I already read another draft, I knew what was happening. But for right, someone, I'm trying right. to picture it like in a screen in my head mm-hmm. and visually trying to see that happen was like a little weird. One of the challenges I ran into is that I really wanted uh, the the story to be from Pat's perspective, the moment, or sorry, Pat, Sadie's perspective. The moment that Sadie gets possessed, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to do that without camera talk, and I feel like this is one of the instances where I really should have used camera talk. Well, you can because you're speaking directly with the person who's going to film it. Yes, but also I think even if even if I wasn't, mm-hmm. it would be more helpful. Yeah, be- because as long, because as long there's as there's things the like um there, there's where you're not using it as a crutch. You're just like, listen, this is from over the shoulder of Sadie. She's watching this unfold, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It would be much more. Uh, indicative of the final product, but I, I shied away from it because of the the bullshit screenwriting rules that everybody thinks are in, inviolable. You know, <laughs> when, I'd just when, say go for it, and if it doesn't work, take it out later. Yeah, but exactly. I, I think in your case, it would actually might even help. Yeah, I think I think specifically in this instance, it would make it more clear of how this is supposed to look because it's a short that you plan on filming, yeah. and so the closer you can get it ready for production, like <laughs> the better it'll be for for you guys. The hard so. thing will be finding actresses. Finding actors, I mean, guys are friends with tons of guys. You know, you're going to find an, at least one person who can fulfill each male role. Cause I'll die. Two. I'll die in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But finding actresses who are interested will be will be difficult. Yeah. Just put an ad. Be like, hey, ladies, you want to go out in the woods? Do you want to go out in <laughs> the woods the cameras? to pretend to be a weak person and then a really strong person? <laughs> that'll be That'll be interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I brought in. Me and my friend want to film you in the woods. Yeah, so, do, you, do you want to go in the woods with a bunch of guys and pretend to die? So, so I've also been um, working on the chaptered outline of my novel, the the Mac, Malcolm Hat script, mm-hmm. and um, I want to turn that in next week. But I'm I'm I've got probably a a version of it that's ready to turn in. But that'll, I'll turn that in next week to you guys, and then I'll start working on it by chapter by chapter, so you guys get actual prose. Cool. But um, right now, I've I've got thirty five chapters worth. I'm gonna try to pare that down uh, to less chapters, maybe thirty at max, and uh, build scene by scene until it's uh, until it's a complete story. Your writing style still is. Yeah, it's still. <laughs> it's still. It looks like uh, Kanji and Tetris to me. <laughs> So at this point in the recording, we lost uh, a lot of audio uh, where we found out which genre of bad story trailer we were going to record. The roles we got gave us the genres of Western, Planet, and Sword, and Detective Story. So the discussion you're hearing now is after we've established those genres. Enjoy.
All right. So is the cowboy detective or is he a cowboy who goes to a detective? Or is there a cowboy and a detective on another planet? And they buddy cop else. style. <laughs> buddy cop. I was thinking, what if the... I think you guys are taking uh, the cowboy thing a little too literally because it, it only said Western. Yeah. yeah. Which does not... <sighs> What if he's a cowboy, cowboy who goes to a planet of detectives and the detectives <laughs> I want a cowboy so bad. Is they're trying to figure out how to send him back because he's such a dick a and will stop shooting things. A cowboy that goes to a distant planet already happened. It was called Princess of Mars. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a man from Virginia. Yeah. So no, but he's such a dick prospector. that the whole detective story is trying to figure out how to send him back to his planet because everyone hates him. Mm, I'm, I'm I'm leaning more towards the idea of like the. Because right, because we have to mix these, right? Yeah, we can't yeah. be all things to all people all at the same time. So instead of it being instead of sword and planet, why not six shooter and planet? Yeah, and then the detective ends up there. Well, I think that's fine. I, th- I think uh, so. What if they've like just discovered like the revolver, right? And they're and they're like really heavy, but this guy has used a revolver on Earth. Mm-hmm. And the old, no, screw could, that. Dude, he just has a forty-five. Yeah. He's like. It could it could just be it could what's more interesting a modern detective going to an old west planet of aliens mm-hmm. or a cowboy detective era like like a like a sheriff going to that time I think period. a modern detective monk, yeah monk goes back to an old west planet and, and he just and freaks out freaks and nobody <laughs> everything's so yeah. dirty yeah and, and Tony Shalhoub is like he oh. shoots himself in the brain. So you, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking modern. The revolver detective. exists for suicide. Yeah. It's that's, like that's it. So modern detective goes to the Knights of Sidonia music video, right? And uh, fuck shit up. Is that a thing that exists? So let's think about this planet. Where is this planet? Um, Alpha Centauri. That's an easy. That's an easy fictional. sci-fi yeah, sounding just, what's the, location. What's the? Um, <laughs> it's in the Crab Nebula. No, no, no. no. Yeah. What's the? Um, what's the galaxy that's spiraling our way? Andromeda. Andromeda. It's just it's in Andromeda. Andromeda up. is five times the size of ours. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in Andromeda. Okay. So it goes it's to the eat us. It goes to a planet in the Andromeda galaxy that has just discovered the revolver, but they have robots. How do they have robots? Have they just discovered the Why not? Because Elect- well, well, robotics wasn't Did- implied in the in the genres. It's just sword sword and Yeah, elect, elect like electric motors made complete sense in them. Combustion seemed stupid. Okay. Well, let's think um so the planet is uh cuz the idea is sword and planet was implying that it wasn't very advanced, but if right. we take the if we take the western aspect and apply it to that, it's not far enough advanced for robotics, but yet it has that western theme. So so sword and planet, all right? Uh what if it's um it's an alien landscape. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fundamentally non-humanoid. Let's yeah. just Unlike, take it like two seconds to wipe John Carter out of our brains. Yeah, that's the that's, problem. Let's that desert planet. Yeah, I, just, just I just finished Princess of Mars, it and it's too great. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is too good. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, original series Trek background atmosphere, where lush, it's like those rocks green. that kind of you know right, weird, right, right. Weird let's rock formations. Lush green jungle planet. Okay, and a uh, a murder happens on this planet, and the people look like uh, lizards. Maybe Excellent. yes, lizard lizards people. Are good. Everybody cool with lizards? Yes, yeah. lizards. Right. Mm-hmm. So lizards. Do they s- like sleep sex? Yes. Yes. Yes, they totally Drop do. It. I saw this vine that was like, uh, it was like, hey, look, a snake charmer. And he uh, and he plays like a flute for two seconds and he goes, snake, you looking fine as hell. <laughs> and, then, and then he pops his own, his own head out of a basket and goes, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Excellent. Yes. Okay, yeah. That's what I want. So lizard people on this planet, jungle planet specifically, uh-huh. um, and one of them has died mysteriously, and this guy's there, and they've kept him caged up, and he's like, I can solve this murder. 
I'm a great detective where I come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is there like tribes going to go to war and stuff, or is this like? Oh, that's just, a good one. Yeah, no, because because then I mean because that's, then that's, it could be politi- that's politically sword motivated. Yeah, sword and planet. I mean, yeah. that is going to sword and planet, but like solving one. So random... lizard, lizard people versus bird people. Yeah, because it's like because if it's just Bird one person death, approves, like you know, who cares? That one person was murdered on this planet where it the happens every day. But if it's like, no, our king was murdered, yeah, the you chief know, or something. Yeah. When I hear bird people, I just think of uh, Flash Gordon. And Gordon's alive. <laughs> Ming the merciless. I just think of bird person. So bird, so bird people. Because here's the thing: like with a John Carter epic hero story, that's one thing. But we're talking detective story. Yeah. So it's like there's definitely a crime that was someone was wronged, and it's about solving the crime, not about leading them to battle. Okay, so there's a it's averting the war. To stop so, the war. so so he's captured by lizard people mm-hmm. who are like the more barbaric of mm-hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. And the bird people are a little more civilized. Mm-hmm. Like the Klingon versus Vulcan sort of thing? Yeah, but... You mean Romulans? Or Romulan in this case. Yeah, you're right. Romulan more in but this a case. Bird per, but, but one of their people has been murdered. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it was... They think it was, they think it was by a family member of the chief. Mm-hmm. So it was like the chief was murdered. They think it was by the family member. Turns out it was bird espionage. Mm-hmm. Bird well, wouldn't espionage. It, how would the war... Wouldn't Avian it be espionage. they think it was a bird person? So Avi- they're going to go to war? Avian espionage. Wouldn't that make more sense for a... Struggle between two people. Did we just write Ace Ventura when nature calls <laughs> on another planet? Chicago. <laughs> so they think bird people killed this relative of their king, and they're going to go to war with the bird people. And he does his wild west detective thing mm-hmm. and finds out it's another lizard person. Wait, what was the number for Western? Forty. Well, oh, sorry, uh, forty-one was Sword and Planet, and then forty-one, a hundred, one hundred, and then ninety-five. Ninety-five. Yeah. It says Western, not Wild West. Right, right. that's what we said. Western. Yeah, we didn't. This doesn't. We're not trying to make a Wild West. So we could do like Brokeback Mountain Western too, like goat farmers and stuff. That's a love story. I don't yeah. know Western. That's a romance. Oh, it's tragedy, tragedy as well. By the way, that's a really great movie. If what any is, of you, if is, you guys haven't seen Brokeback Mountain, and the Mountain, setting is often because, described because of the, richly the premise, and in you need depth. to see it. Mm-hmm. It is very setting based, untamed wilderness. There's an untamed wilderness. Yeah, yeah. I'm just setting up Western because. So, okay, so basically Ace Ventura when nature calls, except for not a comedy. <laughs> and no... Um, no, sh- no no jokes? No with two no twos versus, versus... Yeah. It's just, it's just that there was a murder that happened, and now they're, they're going to have to go to war. So to make... To, so the Western influence can be the level of technology that they're at. Yes. Um, and... Uh, the kind of jails they have. Yeah, yeah. Bird people have Western technology. Right. What if a bird person is murdered by what they think is a lizard person? So they're going to go to war, and then he's averting. So he's captured by the lizard people, but then the birds are like, "You killed yeah. somebody," and he's somebody. like, "He's like, and he's oh, like, no, I'm going to get to the bottom of this." And they're like, "They're like, yeah. uh, they're like, well, no, you're just going to say we killed him. We didn't kill him. We yeah. didn't kill him." And then he's like, "I could investigate. I'm a, a, yeah, impartial, a neutral, impartial third party." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he finds out he looks at the body. He's like, "Oh, and who really killed him? This guy was shot. A pig person." <laughs> Mind blown. You didn't even know there were pig people on this planet. <laughs> you were the members of pig people. <laughs> it's like the Falcomer. The mole people, they come up out of the ground like, finally our day will come. Falcomer classic. <laughs> They'll destroy themselves. All right, so what do we call this film? Um, Give us like three minutes to think. Here's going to say, wait, wait, here's concrete some, jungle. Here's something, here's something to consider. Is our main hero, he's the detective. Is he like police detective or is he private? He's eye? gumshoe. I think he's just outside source. He's, he's just, gumshoe, yeah. He's gumshoe. Private eye? 
Yeah. Private eyes don't really solve murders, though. They can we call it? They do. Gun shoe. No. no. That's not that's not relevant enough. But he's a gum shoe with a gun. Does that have to be a pun? Murder most no, foul. No, no, it doesn't have to be. Oh, <laughs> God. <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good pun. A murder most foul. <laughs> Can't do that. That, that, that. Dude, if we do that, it's going to turn into a comedy. That's, oh, that's great. Murder most foul. Uh, I'm really happy with myself right now. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I'll give you that one, man. Yeah. That's great. Give me points oh. on that. But it's what if it, it needs uh, to be something. Two brownie points. Something he needs like a pulpy title of um because it needs it needs to have a pulpy title because of the the sword and planet influence but also the detective mm. influence. something like in the old west or something 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 about like a case oh, wow. or something oh so we've got a choice between murder most foul <laughs> no no it's not and, a real choice uh, and what's the we, uh, we, need, we need like a pulpy snappy like what would a detective explain that situation like the uh, darkness between the stars. That no, like real, that's that sounds like too, something that's already existed. Yeah, mm. didn't I, I swear that sounds like? Is it? Real. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, something. This is awful, but something like death on death in the Andromeda Galaxy or something like mm. the case of the something. No, the case of the missing Vectron. <laughs> Every planet has a west. Let's see here. So Western skies. Yeah, Western space cowboy detective and space cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. The human who landed on another planet and for- was forced to solve a murder. Yeah. <laughs> Two. Yeah, the sequel. Okay, so there's a book called The Dark Between the Stars by Kevin J. Anderson. How I landed on a planet and solved a murder case, stopping a war between bird people and lizard people. A true how story. I, how I, I learned it freely. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I learned freely. to trust myself. P.I. Yeah. freely. <laughs> He's a learned, P.I. How I learned to... to, to to stop worrying about the bird people and love the lizard people. Yes. <laughs> it's called lizard Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> How about the the wings of space? You're, I think you're on the right. You're on the on the right track. The wings. scales of justice. Because <laughs> they're lizard people. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. I'm with it. It's a detective. It's a detective though. It's not. It's not a. Not a but he's doing getting thing. justice. Yeah, but it's. Um, and they've got scales. What about um? He's gonna solve this crime, otherwise they're gonna kill him probably, and it's gonna stop a war too. So, what about? What about? Oh, dude! Oh no, no, no! What? What would they? How would they describe this human? Like the oh. man with the forty-five, or the man, like the the guy from another star, or the detective. the man with no scales and no feathers. Yeah, the freak, uh, the, the naked man, the featherless yes. bird, freak of nature, <laughs> the featherless bird. Oh, the naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> Justice of the naked man from beyond the stars. How about how about naked justice? <laughs> no, it's like it's like naked lunches. Yeah. <laughs> There's two <laughs> things wrong with that title. <laughs> Something with nests, birds, and no. Lizards Stop thinking that. No, go I pulp. Just want puns. Go pulp. No, like we're pulp. out of puns. I like there puns already pulp. Hey guys, got some bad news. Now we lost a lot of audio doing this recording, and we lost the end of the discussion of us naming the trailer, which is a dark light year. And we lost the end part of the actual recording of the trailer. So what you're going to hear is me acting out the extra parts that got lost in recording uh, with much shittier audio quality at the end of the trailer. So I apologize in advance, but hey, this is free. Detective Richard Anderson was scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, Richard, I need you to follow my wife again. I think she's cheating on me. 
I followed her the past six weeks in a row. She's cheating on you. Listen, I know you got some weird thing going on wanting these pictures. Just leave me out of it from now on, huh? But when a strange artifact lands him on a distant planet, his demographic shifts dramatically. Pink creature, are you reptile or avian? Neither. I, I, I'm human. I'm human. Yes. But are you a reptile human or an avian human? Jeez, uh, uh, neither? When a murder threatens the fragile truce between reptile and avian kind, Detective Anderson's qualifications show their value. The Emperor's hatchling is dead, and we know the lizards are to blame. Defamation! We've honored our truce. What honor does a lizard have? You will have a hard time proving that here. Hold on. I can find out the truth. You, an alien? And why should we trust you, pink one? Because I ain't got a dog, bird, or iguana in this fight. But what he finds leads him to a darker truth. The murderer escaped through this hole in the ceiling of the nursery. What are you implying? Tell them, alien man. The murderer escaped uh, through the top window. Reptilians can't fly. Follow the twists and turns beyond space in a dark light year. This is a murder most foul. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that was the episode proper, uh, episode five. Talk about Star Wars. Um, we're gonna talk episode about episode seven. Yeah, episode seven, The Force Awakens. And there's gonna be a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, please uh, don't finish this episode until you have. And if you have, uh, message us with all of your Star Warsness, <laughs> all your theories, everything now, you hate about what we're about to say. Now, um, I, I. I think I, I interrupted a story that I was telling where mm-hmm. I was in the theater with your my mom. mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the theaters with my mom. Let's hear about she, your she mom. She likes Poe Dameron. And when he, uh, he supposedly may have died, but you don't know. And then he shows up in the X-Wing and it, it or sorry, the X-Wing show up. And then it, then it cuts the inside of the, the, the lead X-Wing. Like, follow my lead, boys. Yeah, follow my lead. My mom like elbowed me in the side like, <laughs> <laughs> he's back. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You like him. Great. But yeah, um, that movie was a Star Wars movies. For people who who like Star like Wars, Star Wars movies. movies, no, no, I think for people who that was people were thinking that the uh, the the prequels were going to be for the movie, like oh, it's a new generation of Star Wars fans. These are going to be for them. It's like no, this this is a great intro for people who haven't seen anything for Star Wars. Mm. And but my mom had seen Star Wars. She loves Harrison Ford. <laughs> I love Harrison Ford. Poe Dameron also has yeah. my favorite line in the entire movie. The opening, yeah, the opening. Yeah. Who talks now? Do I yeah. do I talk now? Who, who goes first? Are you here with that mask? Do you think it's uh, uh, so funny? Do you think it's a coincidence or intentional that the very first spoken line of dialogue is Max von Sydow saying, "This will hopefully make things right." Uh, <laughs> people are, people arguing that about that online. You know what the answer is? I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. just curious. Because I'm just throwing no, it out no, no, there. No, no, no. Because I have an answer to that question. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. I want George Lucas to feel bad every day. <laughs> the moment I saw that Max von Sydow was in the movie, I was like, "Oh, oh, great!" <laughs> like he belongs. I, I love Max von Sydow. And He's then dead. he dies. <laughs> Yeah, well, Max von Sydow doesn't die, but that character does. He no. got cut with a yeah. lightsaber. Pretty sure he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Max von Sydow is fucking amazing. Also, he, that is a perfect Star Wars name already. 
Yeah. Max von Sydow. Yeah. I, I love them as King Osric and Conan. That's one of my favorite scenes in any movie, even though Conan is like... His performance... Oh, it's amazing. Is He's so good. It's a master class for anyone who considers himself a thespian. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's you have to watch Conan where Arnold Schwarzenegger's like... I, I dated a thespian I, once. I'm going to punch this thing and I'm going to hit it with the sword. And then I, I hit the camel. And then yeah, the, <laughs> the riddle of steel. <laughs> but, then, but then he's... He's dealing with uh, Max von Sydow and James Earl Jones, who give amazing performances in that film. Yes. And, Boom. and now both of whom are Star, Star Wars, Wars actors. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I used to have a toy dinosaur that had the eyes of James Earl Jones. What does that mean? <laughs> what the hell? It's the same eyes as James Earl Jones does in Conan. Oh, oh, the, oh the, the okay. Eyes. No, no, yeah. no, the snake eyes for when he, Thulsa Doom. No, when he's just James Earl Jones' eyes in the movie. The blue eyes. Yeah. He's wearing the contacts. Which also like the Chewbacca figure I had that had Jesus eyes and that always creeped me out. Oh, you were paying attention to your action figures' eyes way more than I ever have. Just sat there, looked yeah. in their eyes. Yeah, mm. tell me the riddle of steel. Yes, <laughs> you know the riddle of steel. Thulsa Doom. Chewbacca didn't. That <laughs> is power. <laughs> so, uh, but my dad also enjoyed. I liked the commentary. My dad kept running through the movie, and I'm just like, shh. People so, watch the movie, but I know we're talking about hilarious. Conan instead of Star Wars, but. Oh. Uh, Doug made for me uh, a fan edit. Well, I didn't make the fan edit. Sorry, sorry. I, I he, burned he, he burned a fan edit for me of Conan, where the entire movie is done to Man of War, and it's oh amazing. Oh my god! It's, it's like, it's it's like a so two-hour music video. Oh, it's so good, and it's like edited so that it feels like a music video the whole time. It's really. I want to watch that. It's that great. great. I still got it. I still got it. If you guys want to watch it, yeah. But. Star Wars. More Star Wars. Oh. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about now? My dad I, was villains. Let's start with villains. I want to start say, with villains. My dad was really upset when. Han Solo died, and I had to explain to him that Harrison Ford does not like Star Wars and <laughs> did not want to be involved in any way. I was, I was happy that he died because I could tell that Han Solo didn't like Star Wars anymore. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of over the Star Wars. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to go He's back like, to doing I've been in a thing. lot of wars and stars. I'm kind of... Bad guys. I love Dom Hall Gleason as the super cartoony yes. Imperial. It was so good. I was talking to Liam about that. Like, bureaucracy, petty bureaucracy is so much scarier to me than like Snoke's evil because those people are just being paid to press buttons and blow up planets. Just and they're totally it's fine job. with it. <laughs> it's like Snoke's, yeah, he has an evil plan, but everyone else is just there for like dental. No, like, they believe in it though. That's the point. They're raised from yeah. birth. Although he, I, I think the moment that but sold it for me job. is that is, is it's, it's more of a, um, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin versus Darth Vader thing. Yes. In their, in their younger years. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when Kylo Ren <clears throat> is reporting to Supreme Leader Snoke and he's like, she got away, she did this. And then uh, the general comes up yeah. and he's like, he's like, uh, the weapon is ready. Yeah. We're doing everything right, unlike this fucking idiot here. Well, it's, <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's it's, got magic. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah, yeah mirrors that magic. totally like, oh yeah, you're you're hokey magic. Let me let me show you the real power of the dark side, and that's this big ass laser we got. Yeah, and it works every time. I, I, I think <laughs> it totally the, works every time. No, it didn't general, work at the end. Remember general, that? They blew up the planet. No, it still worked. It did everything it was supposed to do. It they just blew, blew up. up. Mm-hmm. The general, if Hux, the rebels hadn't showed up, it would have blown up. I, general, the guy who played General Hux nailed the part. Like oh, yeah. I think, I think it was great. But I wasn't intimidated by him at all. Like I wasn't intimidated by. Like him. I wasn't scared by him or anything like that. Just because he was so fanatical. Like and then they would battle for us. And then I'm like, all right, well that's fine. But you know, when the Empire was actually ruling the galaxy and the Millennium Falcon got away, it wasn't like, oh those blasted rebels. It was more of just like, it's like, all right, well uh, fire, shoot them. You know, and yeah. here here it's like, Commander, one of our stormtroopers is getting away. It's like, oh, well, 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 fire, fire the laser cannons and stop them. Like he always looks like he's about to cry because mm-hmm. like they're they're they're, they're I like panicked. That. But I don't yeah. like that. I'd rather it be like. 
oh, we're going to crush them. They're pathetic. Like, like the, the well, confidence. another thing where he's not that this one. He's not at the full force of the empire. I also like that, that. What I liked about that though is they both had to report to the same guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. That right. was that was what was good about it is that is that uh, you have the seriously scary Kylo Ren, you know, that you've n- luckily haven't seen his face at yeah. this point, you know, and and uh, the general reporting at the same time, and Kylo Ren is like, "Yes, we have not discovered. She got away. It was very difficult." And this guy's like, "Hello. Yes, uh, everything is going according yeah, to plan." Kylo Ren hmm. fucked it up again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I told you not to send him. But no, they're both not as strong as their old movie Imperial counterparts, and mm-hmm. I love that. That's a good point. Because Grand yeah. Moff Tarkin was cold and badass. Yeah. Yeah. Where this guy is like trying to make up for In that. In 60. By being yeah. passionate. And, you yeah. Know, whatever, yeah. And I'm just really happy to have like a ginger Star Wars character. <laughs> yeah. I was excited about that. <laughs> What's great too is if you guys haven't seen Ex Machina, both uh, Oscar Isaac and Domhnall Gleeson are the main characters in that film. And then I saw it today. Oh, did you see it today? Yeah, I watched it today. What'd you think? It was, it was pretty creepy. <laughs> It's very creepy. I really film. liked it, but it was real creepy. It's a very creepy film. It's like, it, oh, wait, what is this what it means to like oh, So no. far of the of the films it. I'm seeing, which which I, which is not all of them, it's my favorite Oscar Isaac performance. Uh well, Del- Davis was I really see good. It. It was I really it. It was I don't really know good. Who that is. I really liked it. He's also gonna play Apocalypse. He's, yeah, he's mm-hmm. Poe Dameron. <laughs> Apocalypse. What? Poe Dameron is gonna is po he was in Inside Lewin Davis and then he's gonna play Apocalypse and next one Apocalypse. Oh, that's Poe's real yeah. name? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oscar yeah. Isaac. I just know him as Poe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a punk band in uh, Miami. Oh, really? Yeah. What were they called? I don't remember. Miami but, uh, punk band. Yeah, Miami <laughs> punk band. Which would actually be a great Miami punk band name. Steve. So, um, I really loved Finn as the main character. Yes, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Ray, and then he wasn't. Yeah. I thought Ray was it's my favorite character. I liked I liked Ray a lot, but yeah. um, she's way better than Luke Skywalker. I oh mean, yeah, I gotta get I like that. She's way better at more relatable, more interesting. Oh, I she hate made goggles out of a stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. yeah, she's tank girl. She's living in an ATAT. Yeah. She is a. Ma- I would watch the whole movie of just her bouncing around, Jakku. Sure, but I'd much prefer the movie of just Poe and Finn uh, being jam- bros jamming around in a stolen Tie Fighter. <laughs> that would be the best Star Wars movie. Maybe ever. not in a Tie Fighter. They would have to, yeah. They would barter up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted them like next to each other, so they can hold hands. You mm-hmm. know, the whole backwards thing is weird. Speaking of holding hands, uh, there's a big meme about Finn grabbing people that he cares about, mm-hmm. and of course the bromance of, of yeah, Poe and yeah. Finn. So somebody drew this picture of just Finn carrying Poe. It says when when Finn gets scared, he grabs the people he cares about. <laughs> pose before hose. Yeah, pose before. Oh, I like that. That's good. I, I, heard I that one actually yet. I posted to the hangout so all you guys can see. Where I just made that up. That, that shot where uh, uh, Poe smacks Finn on the shoulder while they're walking under the X-Wing. They're getting ready for oh, yeah. the final they, mission. And they turn, they turn into a panel comic where it just, Finn goes, bro. And, and Poe goes, what's up, bro? <laughs> Finn says, tell the world we're bros, bro. And then it says, Poe whispers, we're bros. And he goes, bro, why'd you whisper? He goes, because you're my whole world, bro. <laughs> and then it ends on that shot of Finn by himself going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. great. I, I just want that film. But there's no yeah. there's no character that I just point out. I'm like, I hate that. That was dumb. That shouldn't have been no. there. Mm. Everything except was for Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata is like Well, the thing is, like but, Maz, I don't, but who hate, cares? I don't hate her. I just she just but wasn't necessary. The thing I heard people were mad about, like, oh, Maz, we never heard of her before. Why is she in it? Who gives a shit? Who, didn't we, hear I about, want never more heard, people. Never heard of any of these characters. Han Solo has lived seventy years. I he's met more than four people. He's been to a couple bars. He's a scoundrel. I've been to more than one bar. Yeah. How come that's that's you're thinking like, oh, he's seventy years old. He's met more than four people. But I want him in the blood stripe pants. Like why does he have? No, I'm saying exactly that's like. not what I was saying. 
I was saying, if there's one thing that he's going to keep, it's the Medal of Honor that he was given from his home planet. You know what it's I mean? the medal he got at the end of Yavin where he's bouncing up and down. No, 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 no. This is the medal he was given from Corellia for being badass. One thing that drives me crazy about the Miles Kanata thing is you get you remember walking to the bar and she's like he's like, Oh, well, uh, you gotta be careful. Miles Kanata's an acquired taste. You know, you gotta let me yeah. do the talking. And he walks in and she just goes, Han solo. And then she's just like a normal person. Yeah. yeah. No, but then like she, when she walks in, she's like, Oh, I'm I'm gonna help you guys. Well, dude, and they're all like, Oh, really? Reason reason being apparently uh a lot of Miles yeah. had to change, like because the actress—I can't remember her name—Lupita Nyong'o. Apparently, she had difficulty with the I- interacting mo-cap. with the mocap, yeah. like in giving a pro- the performance oh. that she thought it deserved. And they apparently did some last-minute rewriting by shuffling things around, reshooting only like reactions and stuff. Yeah. If you notice, she disappears halfway through the movie, like when mm. she's like, "Oh, you have a weapon, go!" Yeah. You don't see her again, and then like because originally she was supposed to go back to the uh, to the uh, resistance base with them and like just have more stuff to do, but it just wasn't working out. She, I, and and, and, yeah. and the the stuff that she's in the film for yeah. isn't very good. Yeah, and like, every every <clears throat> line you hear in the trailers is not really even in the film, and even the shot of her handing Leia the lightsaber is not in the film. Mm-hmm. So everything in the trailers you've heard or she saw doesn't hand Ray, handing Ray. Not Ray. <laughs> no, no. They, in, in the, the trailer, she hands it to Leia. Oh, jeez. It's definitely Leia's yeah. hand. It's at, it's at the Resistance mm. base, and she hands it to, to Leia. What's interesting is that almost all of her lines were things that you already knew. Yeah. like uh, th- I've uh, seen your eyes before. What? She, yeah. Where she's just like, oh, you're a man who's afraid. It's like, well, yeah, we know that. And and but shit. she wasn't terrible like, no, no, no. Just, terrible. just unnecessary and yeah. she gave like that's my biggest critic one of the biggest criticisms i had mm. walking out of the movie the first not walking out of it yeah. after seeing the film the first time was it didn't have a lot of pathos like it didn't have a lot of you know thoughts on the force it didn't have any of those softer moments that really kind of tie you to the mystical side I think of that's it. way too much what the the shitty prequels went into i don't i don't well I, I, they did it wrong like they yeah. did it wrong but like and don't i think give me were, that give me action i'm happy with it but action. they were trying to make up for it with this character of monster she's like i'm no jedi but i know the, yeah, force. the force and like yeah. then what the fuck do you know like you're if you're not also, a jedi. Yeah. and she's like close your eyes let's, feel let's it. be I'm real like, where, where are you coming from with this we're gonna yeah. get 20 fucking tons of that yeah, through we're, Luke, we're, we're going. We're that it's is coming. that is coming, man. And that's it, what I want. The, yeah. the thing where I was like, "What are we even doing with this character?" with with Maz Kanata was when Ray goes down to the basement and yeah. she finds a lightsaber and has one of the best directed flashbacks I've ever seen in a film. Mm-hmm. Like where, where she where she has the vision of More her in the hallway her. Yeah. and she's done really well and with obviously a lot of practical effects and it was very well done. And then Maz comes out and she's like. Here's the thing that just happened to you, but I'm going to say it out loud. Yeah, you had a vision. The saber calls to you. Yeah. It's like, all right, but that I'm was Luke Skywalker. That. It's like no shit. Yeah, yeah. we just we just I'm happy saw that, that they if the CGI wasn't working, they didn't put her in. Cause can you imagine her in that battle scene if they just totally yoded her where she's jumping around oh, fighting God. stormtroopers? Yeah. Uh, actually, the other yeah. rumor is that uh, she does have some force powers and that she was going to force mm-hmm. push well, we the stormtroopers know. and shit. Like yeah, that, that, I'm that, just, that these are deleted scenes that they're yeah. going to be on the and Blu-ray. One of the stuff. things too is like when when Finn's like they're like, "What, what are you going to do? How are you going to find this place?" He goes, "Oh, I'll use the Force." And Han Solo's like, "That's not how it works, kid." It's like, "Fuck you, you don't no, know." No, I love that. <laughs> that was great. He's like, 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 "No, we'll just use the Force." No, no anybody no. is. Being guess prote- what? He does. Yeah, he does use the Force. If he anyone, shows up at the right time. If anyone is being protected by the Force, it's fucking Finn. <laughs> yeah, more more importantly, you get this weird thing where he's like, "We got to we got to find Ray. I'm going to do something really." Really stupid to go yeah. find her, and then Han's just like, "Hey, he's like what? Hey, yeah, what? She, there she oh. is. 
Oh, the, shit. Yeah. And I, I also like, felt so stupid, because here's another yeah. thing that bothered me about Maz, is he's like, I need to go, I need a weapon, I need a blaster. He's like, you have a weapon. He's like, a lightsaber? Compared are to blasters? Are you fucking yeah. crazy? Like, like, I have no training whatsoever. Yeah, I have no force powers. You know I have no force powers. I'm not a Jedi. I've never picked up one of these in my life. I know how to use a blaster. But you know how lightsabers work? It's because you have the force, so you don't chop your own arms off. No, you don't. Because Han Solo used it to cut open the Tauntaun. Yeah, but I'm in an actual battle when you're swinging. I swing swords around a lot. You're probably going to hit yourself in the face with a lightsaber that would cut your own arm. You don't, but you don't, the lightsaber, you don't even have to swing. Oh, it's, a it's, sword, like, it's not, it's not like I train with swords. It's like, no. I just swing them around a lot. <laughs> yeah. cut myself, no, no. I cut my own head off 19 times. The There's no training. To cut <laughs> something. A lightsaber is a beam of yeah. light. You don't need energy behind you. No, you don't need energy behind you. It's to not hit yourself is the problem. You could walk with a lightsaber like this and kill everything in front of you. You do need strength because like you clash a lot and yeah. especially in Star Wars movies only they clash against things a lot. that you can't cut through yeah like other lightsabers but that's it and but the, a lot and, of it and, is force let's let's talk about the super badass yeah. the super badass stormtrooper with but the I electric but I had one more thing to say about Maz and I the one thing I didn't like about Maz is they walk into the bar and she yells out Han Solo you can't Han Solo he's wanted by everyone in the galaxy stop yelling out his name that's You're in a bar full of people. She should know also, better than that. Yeah. Or you run a bar full of yeah. what are essentially pirates. Wouldn't yeah. you know, like, oh man, anonymity like, might be yeah, kind of important. In. I imagine she does that for everybody who walks in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norm! <laughs> Bro Kempo! Yeah. But I love the Adolf uh, Hitler. Glad to see you came out of hiding Space to join Hitler, me at my bar. Here. No, but the, the <laughs> cosmic reggae. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> That was I, the best. I don't know what the big deal was going to Maz's place. It's like, all right, to well, have if anyone, a cantina scene. Yeah, if any, yeah. if anyone can do it, Maz can help you. But you know, she's an acquired taste. She's a little weird. You got to get used to it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, she runs a wretched hive of scum and villainy, so she's probably like cantankerous. No, she's fine. She's, she's a just, sweet old lady, and she's yeah. and she runs that place, and she's serving drinks. Like, shouldn't she be like in the back, like Rick and Casablanca? You know, I was, I was like, imagining her like, uh, what's the character from Mass Effect who runs the bar? I have no oh idea. yeah, um, I think it's almost it just starts with an Mother. A. No, it's talking about a. Liara's mom. No, the lady who runs the bar in uh, the in uh, Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two, yeah, Aria, Aria, yeah, Aria, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I would fuck with Aria. Yeah, Aria, Aria is an acquired taste. Yeah, that yeah. is what it should have been. It should be. I was like a Aria. dick to her. Yeah, every time and she was a dick to you. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's, she's a prick. <laughs> I like seeing more villainy and scoundrelness from Han Solo and Chewie. I liked them having their own ship and all that, like getting back to being villains. Mm-hmm. But I agree, Maz. Maybe villains? You mean just scoundrels. not heroes? The same yeah, things I did, the same know. things I didn't like about Maz's dialogue. I didn't like yeah. about any interaction between Han and Leia. I felt like yeah. they were just restating a bunch of shit you already knew, and that made me think that maybe that dialogue was written uh, to say it's second. Just, well, no, that's the thing. It was because there was so much stuff, especially in the third act, that was shuffled around and moved about mm-hmm. with like shit. Now we can't explain this. Well, let's just have Harrison and, and Carrie talk it out. Uh, yeah, because because uh, I'm fine with. Uh, all right, so I like Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. All right, but but it is a little weird casting choice that you get two like five eight blondes to have to give birth to a six foot three Armenian man. Well, they're yeah, not I, blonde, but I, whatever. I, yeah, also, but, I don't care. He doesn't. He doesn't look like them. He doesn't sound like them. Like it's not I, when Han and um, him are standing next to each other, I got enough in the eyes and everything that I I liked it. <laughs> I think you're crazy. I, I think they look nothing yeah, alike. Don't care. Like <clears throat> eat it. No, but um, he might as well have been an alien. <laughs> but they, I just saw what they were kind of going for with them. Like they're awkward. They hadn't seen each other, and they're 
divorced, but they still oh, yeah. love each other and everything. Yeah. It was enough. I don't know. It was, it too, was much. too much. That's my argument. Yeah. yeah, it's too much. I mean, I'm trying not to be a I, say boy, I say it's too much, but, but like yeah. I still liked it. I could have seen not... a little more space battle. There yeah. was a space battle. The, well, the, the, the real, the real drama was on the planet with, yeah. you know, with Han and. and well, I'm saying they could have cut, they could have cut some time from Leon Han. Give me a little more space battle. Yeah, Honestly, was I, super hot in it. I think you could have. I think you could have left out Han and Leia entirely and just have Chewbacca show up for all the Chewbacca scenes, which were great. Yeah. <laughs> and when he shoots Kylo Ren in the dick with his bowcaster, <laughs> yeah, he does. And saves the day. But also, no, when he when he detonates that shit after yeah. Han gets shot, I'm like, oh yeah, Chewie, take no, it. He's like, an initiative. Yeah, no, he's like, oh no, this game is over. Mm-hmm. You lose. Yeah, we're doing this now. He's like, I don't care, life debt. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, I liked. Um, Even though he has a family at home that he should probably go check out. Well, no. that's in the old, uh, old. Yeah, canon, that's done now. Yeah. Canon. That, that's no, the Christmas is it? special. I don't know. Oh man, also, has, dude, expanded. No, expand the expanded. No, that's universe. not expanded. That's actual movie canon. It's not though. It's yes, not. it is. Dude, no. Disney released a chart showing. Like, yeah. This and this and this oh. and this. They're saying the only thing that live action that counts. They said specifically the yeah. only live action stuff that counts is the prequel trilogy and original trilogy and the new trilogy. Oh, Disney doesn't tell me. What the only other thing besides that. Is the Clone Wars cartoon the CG one? Yeah, and the CG Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, they don't. Oh, okay. They don't care. They don't count what about the, uh, the Ewok Adventures. Although they're, they're, they don't count. They don't count the Ewoks. They don't count. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and George Lucas hated the Tartakovsky it version. Was so good. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was good. He hated anything my, that's oh, good. It was. It's one. It's. You know, in fact, it's still my favorite piece of Star Wars media. It was yeah, great. Man. It was Hands really good. Down. Caravan of Courage. But I do want to. I do want to talk about some EU stuff. Where like I read today, comic book. So I was looking up Star Wars shit, and it explains Poe Dameron's parents. And the comic book was kind of mediocre, but just explaining why he'd be so gung ho mm-hmm. is great. His uh, his dad was a commando who stormed the moon of Endor, and his mom was the second uh, in command of the A wing squadron that led the attack on the second Death Star. So they boned afterwards. I don't know. It was like, yeah. but he is, yeah. he is the I'm, I'm he is literally like the the coming together of like two versions of rebel heroes in the awesome. Endor Death Party as the world. Oh yeah, no, they to- oh, like, that's where he was conceived. Was definitely on Endor in an Ewok fucking hut or whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah. in an actual Ewok fucking hut too. Yeah. <laughs> There's a the special hut for the that. fucking yeah. hut. <laughs> <laughs> occupied. Sorry, Luke and Leia. That's the Ewok dance. Did you say sorry, Luke and Leia? Leia? I think you mean Han and Leia. No, but... I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's my head cannon. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 